you said you'd come. Lawrence, hope you're not too late. We know each other. He's a friend from work. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this bonus edition of the Wulong Talks podcast. This is uh, edition number seven that we've done. We haven't done a bonus edition in a while, actually. Um, and yeah, it's it's good to have you back. Uh, if you're listening to us via the podcast channels for the first time, then welcome. Um, as you know, here, for those of you who are returning, we, we like to have these informal chats from time to time with some interesting guests that we've had in the past. Um, and today I'm delighted to welcome back a, a very important guest for us, really, um, a gentleman who's you know been a massive help to us in kind of helping to push Wulong Talks forward and expand what we do. Um, and somebody who has like a really interesting story to, to share with you all as well about um, his kind of journey into a new field. So without further ado, I say welcome to our guest, Mr. Rob Wade. Rob, welcome, sir. Hello there. Yeah, good to have you back again, man. It's good to be back. It's been far too long. It has, it has, dude. It really has, yeah. man. I, mean, I had um, such fun last time and, you know, obviously life gets in the way and we do our best to kind of work around this and anybody who's, who does their own show or any kind of publication understands that these things aren't always as simple as we'd like, but I'm mm. glad to be here. I'm pleased to be here and uh, we will make the best of it. Yes, indeed, sir. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah, I mean, as you said, I mean, the, when you're you're kind of working on your own on these things, it's always uh, a difficulty to judge juggle the you know the time to to do what you want to do creatively and do like life stuff and do adult stuff and you For know sure. it's, it's always a yeah it's always a, a challenge doing that. But we do what we can because you know we love what we do and it's fun. And yeah. I suppose as long as it stays that way, then. We'll keep doing what we do, you know. Exactly. It's it's only bad if you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> precisely that. Well, um, Rob's joining us today because uh, for those of you who probably don't know who are listening to this, um, he's actually produced a book uh, which is called Assorted Thoughts on Podcasting. Um, the book itself is a, a really, really tremendous idea. Um, I, I didn't realize how much of a, a gap in the market there is in terms of books when I was looking it up. There isn't really like a, a whole slew of titles about podcasting. No. Um, and a lot of them are, are very much sort of geared towards, you know, how you do this, how you do that, how you become, you know, there's one I read a, a title of that said how to become a podcasting star, which I thought was a bit a bit ambitious um yeah, really sure. given I mean, the... <laughs> kudos for setting your sights high but man yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> very very um but you know what i like about your your take here is it's very kind of down to earth and a very kind of honest about you know what actually setting up a podcast is and and you know the the practicalities of it really so i mean what what was it that kind of made you put your experiences into a book in the first place so in terms of what the book became i've you're absolutely right there are a lot of really good books on the subject of podcasting but what i found is all the books and all the how-tos are very technically technically minded mm. and i'm not you know people looking to me for expertise on technical equipment and you know what kind of production software to use i'm not that guy you know mm. i've never been that guy i've always been very much a kind of hack it together make it work and then improve upon what you've had and you can hear it in my kind of published works over the years they've gone from rough as all hell to you know i'd like to think somewhat polished today mm. so you know we start when we first started it was uh four guys sat around a webcam mic on a you know which is just in the middle of a table about a foot lower than a normal table was as well it's almost like a a japanese style lowered one right and, right right you know we're sat around this one laptop mic with just the one that's built into the webcam, mm. basically just trying to chat over each other. <laughs> and over the years, mm. you know, I've invested in in separate mics and different software and different you know computers and all that stuff. And now I have something that I like to think sounds pretty polished. And and I was sitting there thinking about it, and I'd had a conversation with a friend of mine, Brad, who's obviously a 
relatively frequent guest on on the emotionally 14 podcasts and mm. uh my sort of my new uh compatriot on the talk star wars podcast and we were talking about books and he's a, a published author a fiction mm. author and he's written some really cool kind of uh, sci-fi channel style novel uh, novellas and things like that about you know big monsters and that sort of stuff mm. and we were chatting about books and i said that i was kind of envious is the wrong word but i very much admired that he had something out there mm. and he asked me you know is it something you've ever thought of doing and i said well absolutely but with my fiction kind of ideas they tend to start with a promising premise and then kind of fizzle out once i get going because i don't really know how i'm going to get to where i want to go yeah yeah and he said that he, he asked if i'd ever thought about writing nonfiction. And once we had a bit more of a chat about it, the only thing I could ever think of that I would be able to publish anything that people would remotely be interested in is podcasting. Mm. And when I kind of initially, it was planned as a much bigger, broader project, which would have kind of three main parts to it. So it would have been the philosophical, mm. the technical, and then the promotional. So that would be kind of after you've done your shows, how you get yourself a little bit more kind of out there. And over time, as I started to write and as I started to kind of get my ideas down, I realized that I was less and less interested in the technical point of view of my own kind of thoughts. And what I ended up doing was I ended up kind of parking the, the second and third part and just sticking with the philosophical and just kind of running with that as far as it would go. Mm. So the book is, you know, it's I, I describe it as short and sweet. And, and it is, you know, it's, it's not a long read. And that's kind of that's by design. It's not designed to be something that people will pour over for hours and hours and hours and deeply analyze the subtext and all that jazz. It's purely something you can, before you start getting in there and start doing the show, have you thought about a few things that might kind of help you to, to visualize your message and what you're, what you're hoping to achieve? Mm. I'm big on, um, I'm reading a lot of books at, at the moment, mainly for work, but they're kind of, around motivation and engagement and why people do what they do um and the more i've kind of read those the more i'm reaffirmed that i actually kind of took what i feel is the right approach by the sort of publication that i went for mm. because it's all about you know why why you do something and I'm, if i can help one person and i know i have already but <laughs> if i can help one person mm. to to figure out before they start their first episode to get a bit more of a kind of a clear understanding and a clear sense in their head of what they're hoping to do, then I would consider that a tremendous success. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, and I think, I mean, that, that that's what's so fascinating for me is, is how you've kind of switched the focus away from kind of the technical aspects to mm. kind of focusing more on, you know, the, the intention and, and the experience of, of podcasting itself, because th that's one of those things that I think people sometimes take for granted. Um, yeah. I mean, I had a, a conversation with, with somebody who was really, really keen on, on podcasting, but was really focused on making sure that the first episode, you know, was technically sound. Mm. Um, and to a certain extent, I, I said to this person, look, you know, as much you can invest as, as much as you want to in, you know, the, the best mics and the best editing software and, you know, and all of those, those things. But ultimately, I mean, you had, you just have to get the episode out and, and the person was still kind of procrastinating and say, well, no, I've got to make sure that, you know, that the, the sound quality is this and, and so on and so forth. And I was trying to explain to them that, you know, it, it's, it's certainly from my experience, it's been trial and error. It's, it's very much a case of just, you do something and maybe it'll work or, or maybe yeah. it'll be a complete fuck up and you've got to go back to the drawing board, but <laughs> yeah, I've certainly had it those. is what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was, I was, you know, insistent that there's going to be lots of, of kind of occasions where things are just not going to go right, where yeah. you, you plan for it, plan for it, plan for it. Yeah. And it's still not going to come off, you know? Um, so you just kind of roll with the punches, but yeah. It seems like there are a lot of people out there who really do want to get into podcasting, but but don't perhaps uh, realize that, you know, it's as much in the doing as it is in the preparing, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, what you find as well is, I mean, I've certainly had this as I've gone along, is you you get to know people, you get to know new people by doing this. And, you know, you can pick up on a kind of vibe that there's certain things I'm not particularly happy about in, in the stuff I've done in the past in the book and that's part you know that's deliberate i want that to be very transparent 
Mm. And but I will, you know, I will happily say that if you're willing to put up with those things, then you can have some of the best conversations of your life using this medium. And it really mm. is one of the media that's, I think it's only going to go up in terms of the kind of big, long, you know, you can have a, uh, the, the, so the, like the traditional media channels that we have currently, I think struggle with being, you know, being able to get the full, uh, the full content in there in the time they have. Mm. And you see this a lot with, especially on, you know, in the kind of, in the States with the political channels and things like that, they've got a 15 minute segment with 12 panelists. You're like, what chance do you have of mm. any of them being able to mm. elucidate anything remotely nuanced in, in a minute and a half on average each? Mm. And that's assuming they all get to talk because realistically they might not. Now, somebody like Joe Rogan can have a four hour conversation with one person. They can talk about any old stuff and you get a real kind of, honest sense of what the people in the conversation are all about because they mm. they have a they have a back and forth and they can disagree and agree and they bounce off each other and as a result as i say i really think that podcasting is the media that's that's going to drive that for you know people wanting longer lo you know more long form more nuanced more detailed conversations mm. podcasting is kind of perfectly placed to to offer that to people and mm. so I really, you know, I'm very keen for people to kind of keep going at it and keep jumping in because a, a rising tide floats all boats. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the, the, the amazing thing about it is that it seems, especially in, you know, the past sort of two years, really, I mean, we've, we've only been doing this for about, I guess, two and a half years. Yeah. Um, you know the the way in which podcasting has just exploded in in that period absolutely um it has been you know insane to watch and you're absolutely right i mean i agree with you 100 percent about sort of traditional media channels and um because of the the various constraints that they have on them they you know they they don't have this ability to to kind of give you the the type of depth that that people are craving in terms of you know information, whether that be on you know anything from politics to Star Wars to yeah. you know to so social politics and, and social studies and mm -hmm. you know sport, whatever it, it may be, you know whatever a, a person's interest may be. There's there's limited time on on you know the traditional media to to do these kind of things. Whereas within podcasting, you have the room to kind of grow and. Um, to expand on these points, as you said, so yeah, yeah. I mean, it it really is a a boon time. But I guess that leads me to my second question, which is, I mean, I know you've been doing this since well, since what 2013? Is that right? Yes. I mean, the first episode I ever attempted was recorded in 20, in 2011. Now, this right. you know, at that point, the really the big ones were kind of Ricky Gervais had already kind of come and in terms of the really big period of of hyper popularity, had probably come and gone. Mm. And was still going, but had really never hit that height, you know, again since. And, you know, again, I was sort of, this was the sort of homebrew setup that I had. We were recording over Skype. Mm. I didn't have a call recorder. So what we ended up having to do was I had to point a mic at the speaker on the laptop and just record the second track. So the other guy's track, that was Brad again, right. yeah. um, through that microphone. And then I just talk into my own. And it was right, awful. Right. It was <laughs> looking yeah, back on it, it's yeah. utter shit. <laughs> but in terms of the con the content, the conversation's great, but the, yeah. the sound qualities, yeah, yeah. you know, I got upset because somebody said it sounded like it was recorded underwater, but they weren't wrong. Mm -hmm. you know, I was just upset because I knew they were kind of they touched a nerve. Mm. <laughs> Over the years, you know, yeah. I've I've been I've been at it a while, and as I say, that's part of the reason why the the sort of the podcast book took the shape it did because. If I could again, it was about if I can arm people with some of the knowledge. It's all. It's not all gold, and it's not all easy times. And there will be times where you are going to struggle with X or Y, or you know, there's going to be considerations you have to make about how you're going to approach certain problems, or you mm. might have to. You know, my my sort of sense is that people who are prepared for those things, even if they don't go on to encounter them. Are generally going to respond better in to events in life as a whole. You know, they're they're going to be more prepared for life if they're having a thought about what obstacles might I encounter on the way to doing what I want to do. A lot of people start with the goal, and you know, they start with the end in sight, and that's fine. But mm. you saw this actually in the uh, in the World Cup, and Roy Keane for all his, you know, I've got uh, lots of thoughts about Roy Keane, but one oh, thing I yeah, thought yeah. he really, <laughs> one thing I thought he really nailed in that semi-final the post semi-final discussion was 
people were saying, where did England go wrong? And he said, you were talking about the final before you got before the semi-final started. Mm. And they had mm. their eyes too far ahead. And we got a little yeah. bit carried away, you know, as England's hard mm. to believe, right? But uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> because, so uh, where have we heard that before. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because, because we'd had a, a really surprisingly good tournament, understandably, people were excited about the possibility we could take it all away. But, mm. you know, it's about the, the, the act of looking too far ahead without kind of taking what comes at you in the in the meantime is is where people i think come unstuck mm. so what i was trying to you know what i've kind of aimed to do in w- when i'm trying to sort of help people out with getting on their feet in terms of podcasting and getting their first episode under their belt getting some sort of basic promotions under their belt is just you know keeping that stuff in their heads and not getting too too uh carried away mm. and i have a lot of you know a lot of friends who are like, oh, you know, we have really struggling to get numbers. And I'm like, well, I mean, I'm not going to be able to tell you how to fix that problem because if I could fix it, I'd fix it for myself too. Mm. So <laughs> yeah, I'd be, exactly. I'd be yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I'd be lying if I said it was as easy as all that for me either. So, you know, I come mm. with, I get my own struggles from that sort of thing. So, you know, I, I, again, the, the whole kind of crux of the book is I want people to be able to go in armed with the knowledge that they're going to have to be prepared for stuff that, they haven't thought of and if they mm. take some time to to think about how they might approach that then so much the better you know and they're going to be better off for it generally yeah yeah absolutely so i mean how how have, how much have you seen change within kind of podcasting in general you know since you started and um way back in 2011 up to now i mean it, it, it i'm sure it must feel like there's been like a sea change in terms of um, the technology and things like that, but how has the whole kind of landscape to you sort of changed over that period? It's it's in a way it's kind of almost tougher because I think when you first started out, in in some ways it's way easier. Obviously, the the technical barrier to entry is the lowest it could has ever been in terms mm. of you can download apps like I don't know off the top of my head something like Anchor, mm. and you can record a five minute podcast into your phone and release it through their app, and it's out there just like that. Mm. You know, and it's short and sweet and again I'm, i've some sympathy with that kind of approach because obviously that's the kind of the way i've written the book mm. and you know that that side of things it's never been better on the other hand it's really hard to get yourself noticed in a mm. in such a crowded market because everybody has you know uh, the way i've kind of looked at it is that when i started the crazy train podcast which you know at the time has and has always been a show about nothing it's like seinfeld you know mm. it's it's a show about nothing in particular we just come and talk about whatever's on our mind and the conversation goes where it goes that's quite it's not it's certainly not an uncommon premise now it's very much something that a lot of people have kind of glommed onto as an, as a nice way to capture a really fun conversation i think you know and i think that's great mm. but it does mean that I, you know, I read this a lot, especially on the podcasting subreddits. And I'd spend a little bit of time on there, although probably not as much as, yeah, certainly not as much as some. But there's a lot of discussions there. You know, what kind of there's always a thread about what kind of thing are you sick of seeing from podcasts? And one of the one of the uh, answers is almost always a show, you know, just a show about nothing, which is just the host talking, you know, talking bollocks. I'm like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't change it, but uh, at the same time, it does find like, yeah, I've kind of. I, it makes me wish I'd been a bit more um, industrious in my promotion way back when, because I think mm. I could have got to the point where I wouldn't have to worry about. Well, well, yeah, but they, you know, people would kind of s- stick up for me, you know, and be like, yeah, well, I'm, I feel like they were doing it for long enough ago that uh, you can't really hold their feet to the fire in that regard. But it's not the the uh, what, reality in which I live currently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, the, the, as you said, the it's technically so much easier now to yeah. to kind of actually say, yeah, I want to make a podcast, and you know, and getting the the the, p- the bits and pieces in place in order to do that is is so easy these days. Um, it, it really yeah. is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it, certainly for for me, what we found is that you know, there's we had this idea bubbling away for years and and didn't really know kind of how we were going to approach it or how we were going to do it and how we were going to kind of put everything together. And then by the time we kind of did and we got there, we were like, oh, wait a minute. You mean there's like 20,000 other geek podcasts in the UK? That's <laughs> like, the thing. Yeah. I mean, oh. there's, there's a, there are a few of them. I mean, yeah. the I would say, I mean, certainly I would say, I mean, I've got some bias, but uh, I would say that you guys are one of my favorites personally, but uh 
it's thank you, yeah well you know anytime but <laughs> it's it's uh, it's a it's a crowded market you know and I, I guess because by virtue of the the tech podcasting historically has always been very you know you're going to attract more geeks than anybody else because they're the ones who are going to be able to solve those technical barriers mm. now you know the the barrier to entry is lower and it doesn't really matter if you're a technical geek as long as you're a, you have an interest in the subject matter you're going to be able to have something to contribute mm. and and uh, you know i'm i'm all for it if i'm if i sound like i'm down on it just because i'm sort of you know it's harder for me then i that's not my intent i i think ultimately i really feel like the last couple of years and realizing how and i'm not alone out there far from it has actually made me better mm. and made me work harder to to kind of to do my best work and even if yeah. you know my even if my promotion is not necessarily always there i'm i'm doing i feel like the best some of the best stuff i've done in years in mm. terms of my actual output so mm. long may it continue mm -hmm. yes absolutely agree with that totally mate but yeah i mean it, it is a a real journey and i'm you know i i love the fact that the book is is kind of filled with your own sort of anecdotes about your experience as well um, yeah. because i think sometimes with again with these kind of how-to guides it, it's a bit full-on in terms of the the technical aspects of it and the how mm -hmm. you do this and how you do that whereas i i think certainly for me um i'm the kind of person who responds a lot to, to people's actual personal experiences of, of things be they good or bad you know it, yeah. it may be that it, you did this thing and it went perfectly or you did this thing and it went terribly but either way you know that's more the the, the type of, of story I'd be interested in and more yeah. the thing I'd take on board than somebody saying okay plug poor a into you know <laughs> B and, and, yeah you know yeah, I, I couldn't. I, the, the other problem I'd have with the technical stuff is I'd try and make all of that stuff sound sexual. And I can't, you know, <laughs> as an audio book, that might work. And actually, it might have quite a big market. But, you know, as a, as a written thing, it's probably going to fall quite flat and look a bit, yeah. come across a little bit odd. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose it's, it's hard not to when there's, um, you know, references to male and female connectors and exactly, uh, you know, inserting, yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> inserting objects into places then yeah. exactly you know and making sure that all your connectors are in the right holes and it's like oh man yeah okay <laughs> i need to take a step i need to step outside <laughs> yeah you might be wanting to um think about a different genre possibly Just, yeah exactly you know and I, i'm i'm not suggesting that i couldn't write good erotic fiction maybe i could i've never tried uh and there are probably systems in place to stop me from having a go but you know the, the main thing say that this always kind of felt like the 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 uh the story the the kind of the work that i wanted to to put out there it's you, you kind of touched on it it's very important for me to to present an honest account of myself i mm. too many you know i see a lot of people on social media who are very you know and, and some of these people i do know and they spend a lot of this time kind of projecting an image of themselves mm -hmm. and again i'm not going to tell people kind of what to how to approach their uh, promotion obviously to say if i was more successful at it perhaps i could make that you know make that um assertion but i'm not so i'm not gonna even try mm, but mm. i've always been i've become very uncomfortable with the notion that i'm you know i'm recently especially that i'm spending a lot of time on this device and i find myself more and more desperate to to spend as little time on it as possible as possible you know to and if i can find ways to help people to do that too so they're not sitting there agonizing over social media analytics and all that stuff because they just kind of feel a little less, uh, what's the word, overwhelmed by it all. Then I would consider that, you know, I'll have done my bit by uh, yeah. by doing so. Yeah, no, that that's absolutely great. And I mean, for, for those of you listening, that should really be a, a key takeaway really from it, um, especially when you go and get hold of Rob's book. Um, it should be that, you know, don't allow yourself to be sort of overwhelmed by, you know, these various different things, as, as Rob said, because that's, that's certainly a trap we almost fell into where, mm. you know, it became almost an obsession to, to know exactly, you know, how many people had clicked on our website and where yeah. from and, and yeah. so on and so forth. And are we marketing enough to this person? Are we marketing enough to that person? What should we be doing to, you know, to push this thing out? And ultimately it, it, as said it it just kind of drives you a, a bit mental to be honest yeah you absolutely obsessed with these things yeah I've, I've very much been guilty of that in the past and this is another one of those things that 
you know, I, I would prefer that people don't worry about because it's it's just not that important. And you know, you can you can really you can spend hours creating elaborate spreadsheets and all that stuff that track various different pieces, and you can go down all these routes. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of it which is just going to be you're going to be lucky enough that your podcast tweet gets retweeted by somebody with a decent sized network that's similar to you. And mm. by doing that, that you kind of get a few new ears and in stuff like that is where it's going to happen more often is just the connections you make and the, the sort of the networking you do with people who are kind of like-minded. Mm. I think it's, that's the way more important stuff because if nothing else, that's the stuff that I think you're going to look back on more fondly rather than just having, Oh man, you know, do you remember that time I got, sort of 5,000 unique listeners in a month. That was great, except, mm. you know, I don't think about that stuff. I mean, I'll, mm. when I get there, I'll, maybe I'll think about it. But uh, in the meantime, I'm very much like, oh, man, yeah, I had a really great chat with Wu Long Talks guys or the Master Debaters or something like that. And those are the things I look back on more fondly when it comes mm. to, you know, especially when it came to thinking about stuff to put in the book. Yeah. You know, what what's, you know, there's examples in there of things where I think podcasts have got the great, na- like there's a little section about great names. That's not, you know, you can't quantify that in a spreadsheet, but it's. I think it's uh, interesting to read about because I think it gives you a sort of sense of what to, you know, what to kind of how to frame stuff when it comes mm. to when you're building your idea. You know how you sort of how you phrase it and how you pitch your name and how you position yourself in the market is is so important, mm. and it's that's the stuff you're gonna, you know, a. a if you have a, a bad name, a podcast, I don't mean as in a reputation. I mean, literally, the name of your podcast is shit. Mm, mm. That's going to bother you more as you go on. And it's going to be harder and harder to fix as you go along. Because if you, especially if you kind of pick, build up a bit of a following, because then it's harder to kind of steer away from that. Yeah. Um, it's very much like, um, you know, for those kind of familiar with a software development thing is it, i kind of like the idea of more of an agile mindset where you do a little bit of prep you have a little bit of a think about this stuff and then you just go in and and react to what you to what's happening around you and sort of you know which bits you kind of you get a sense of uh which things work and which things don't mm. and as you go along you'll find i think at least in my experience you'll find the stuff that works will be really obvious Hmm. it won't be something you can just grab in a spreadsheet and say oh yeah this is you know that that tweet there was the one that really captured the zeitgeist it's it's about like oh man that you know people really liked when i did that stupid joke and that's the it's going to be really you're not going to need some detailed analytics engine behind you to to figure that stuff out it will come i think it will come more naturally than that hmm Mm, absolutely and i think um you know for for us definitely the the approach has always been to try and keep things um as natural as as, as possible and holistic as possible really we didn't yeah. we didn't really you know as, as said there was a point where we almost kind of fell down the, the whole of that um where i sort of became obsessed with oh i've got to find out you know if 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 it's reaching this place and that place yeah but it, it got to a point where we sort of thought you know what it, it's not it's not fun. It feels like you're just constantly um, trying, you know, when you're actually doing the podcasting, it feels like you're just trying to pitch things to yeah. to specific audiences all the time. And you start to feel like you're, you know, like you're in a marketing job or something like that. And yeah, Absolutely. And it becomes a full-time job just kind of capturing those analytics and keeping them on track. Mm. I mean, I literally, my sp- I, have a, I do have a spreadsheet. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to pretend I don't have this stuff. Hmm. I capture it just because one day I, it, something may click for me and I may just go, oh man, and I can go back and use some of the data to kind of validate my obsession. Hmm. You know, Because I'm under no illusion that just because I'm on a good, in a good headspace around this stuff now, that's always going to be the case. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, especially if I start a new if I start a new ventures and it's gonna be like, right, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be delving into this stuff now that I know it's there and it's doable, I'm probably gonna dig into it initially just to kind of get a sense of how things are taken off. But mm. I'm finding, you know, increasingly as I go along, I'm finding more and more enjoyment from the conversations I have with people and the the fun kind of, you know, the stupid tweet games you get into where it's just sending pictures back and forwards and looking for the right, you know, looking for the right gif brings me more joy uh, than finding out that you know one month we went up by four percent on uh, the previous month's website hits or unique users or whatever the hell we're measuring against mm, mm. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, I, I think, you know, again, that's something that comes across really strongly with, with the book and, and it's something that, again, listeners, you know, um, when you go and pick the book up, it's one of the things that you should be taking away is that this should be, you know, a, a fun experience. It, it should be mm. the little sort of fun things that, that you pick up on this on this journey um, that fulfill you, really. Uh, if you become, you know, too caught up as in the analytics, as, as Rob said, it, it it ends up feeling like a, a job and you don't really want it to, to feel like that. You want it to feel like something fun in a way in which you can, you know, share your, your thoughts on, you know, the latest Star Wars movie or, um, you know, whatever with, with the world, you know, and it should be that passion and, and that enjoyment that you get from doing that coming through with, with what you do, you know, whether you send out, a, as Rob said, a silly tweet with a GIF on it or, or whatever, it, it should always be, at the core of that, I mean, that's that's our philosophy, and I know that's a, a philosophy that that you really share, and is one that you've really pushed into the the book as well. So, mm. yeah, it's definitely um, definitely. Yeah, well, that's one of the reasons I like you guys. Is you know, when I first kind of through, we kind of got talking through the Brit Pod scene, and uh, I found myself like, right, I'm going to have a listen to some of these guys, and I went through, I started going through the shows, and there were some where I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I, I, you know, I can see what this is. There's a few where it's like, oh, this is not really for me, but I can see how this would appeal. Because mm. you could recognize that sort of thing, I think. You know, it doesn't have to necessarily be right up my street for me to recognize that it's good, mm. you know. Uh, and then I got to you guys, and I was like, oh, man, this is both. This is right up my street. And one of the reasons I think it is is because you guys are natural conversation kind of, you know, that you engage in natural conversation like I kind of always aim to. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean that's that's always been the the way that we've kind of approached it, and um, yeah, it, it it seems to work with with people really because um, you know we we have had some I, I guess you'd call it success, but but you know we've had some people engage with us and say, man, I really liked that episode, uh, you yeah. know, where about or even when they come back and they're like, you're chatting shit about this, man. It was way better than you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I love that too because it means yeah. that that we've struck. We struck a nerve with you, so absolutely. You know, if, that, you know. if that works, then then great. I mean, to me, the 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 thing that will bother me more is if you know we ask for feedback and somebody goes meh, you know, yeah. then then that would would bother me more. But that's that's the worst. Is more you know when it's like indifference is like the worst feeling because you know you you're like come on, just just react one way or another. I don't care. If yeah, like, yeah. Even if you, you want hate somebody it. to yeah, you want somebody to just yeah. like. You know, I don't. I don't know if I want people to be yelling at me per se, but I'd certainly <laughs> want them to be. You know, I, I like, and I will quite happily, and I've done this quite, especially recently. Even you know, somebody's messaged me, on like on a public Twitter or something, and just said like, oh, you know, you don't know what you're talking about, blah blah blah. And I'll message them off the thread and just say like, you know, thanks for sending that over. I, you know, I'm quite happy to, to kind of talk about this stuff. Like, what do you think? I don't. You know, where in what sense do I not know what the hell I'm talking about? Because mm, mm. they might well be right. That's that's yeah. stranger things have happened. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So you never really know. So yeah, you keep no, an open mind. True. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's uh ultimately like uh, the the whole kind of thing about social media, especially, is you can interact with it as much as you choose. Mm. If you don't want to deal with it, you can just turn it off. And I think people forget that. And it's something mm. I've certainly been guilty of forgetting in the past is you can you can switch it off. There's nothing to stop you from just walking away, yeah. taking a break, coming back to it when you feel like you can you can deal with it. And mm. you know, I've been that's kind of what I've been trying to do recently is is take a take some steps back when I'm feeling like I can't, you know, I read something, I'm so oh for Christ's sake, right. I'm <laughs> I'm turning my phone off for an hour and just gonna mm. keep on with something else, like whether, you know, whether it's like really digging into something at work or whether it's I'm doing some editing or something like that. Cause obviously it's like most of my time is spent doing something useful. So just kind yeah. of spend a bit more time doing that instead of, you know, just put the Twitter away for an hour or so. And it's, it's, it's really having a profound effect on my willingness to engage with social media. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, we've um, uh, we've talked in the past, Rob, and you know, in, if you haven't heard our, our first um, podcast with Rob, please do go and listen to it because it's brilliant. But, um, you know, we've talked about it with you and then we, we had a, a podcast fairly recently as well where we kind of talked about um, toxic fandoms and the yeah. way in which, you know, people can behave, um, particularly on social media when it, it comes to 
to their fandoms and the things that they're passionate about and how that mm. behavior can be quite destructive at times. Um, in terms of the, you know, the podcasts that you work on recently, have you guys ever run into trouble specifically with um, people and, and them not liking, you know, what you're doing or, or what you're saying or, or anything like that? No, I mean, not really. I, funny enough, I got asked this on the last crazy train by off because we had a guest on for the, who'd been on, never been on the show before. And he was asking about that specific question. I couldn't, certainly couldn't think of anything then. I mean, if you go back and listen, certainly in the early days, we were very much kind of experimenting with what we found. Kind of, we were very much finding the line of good taste that we were happy to, to kind of set in the ground. And there are times where you kind of, you hear something and if I were to do it again today, maybe I'd think twice about leaving it in. But I think, you know, and I touch on this in the book, the mistake was made then, which was kind of assuming that everybody on the show was was kind of internet famous enough that people would just go, oh, well, that's just, you know, that's just so-and-so, that's just his way. Mm. We didn't we didn't have that kind of, yeah. we didn't have the right to to kind of assume that. We would, you know, we were starting out. We were no, you know, we were nobodies in the very literal sense. So there's a little bit of that in the kind of, in the back catalog, but I've left that all kind of there. It would be very easy to go back and just re-upload it in the background and nobody would ever know the difference. But I feel like it's good for people to kind of hear that stuff and really get a sense of, uh what the kind of what the crew is all about and what they've been all about in the past and how they're and it's interesting to me to show kind of how their point of view has changed in terms of what they're willing to you know what they're willing to say and not say and how they kind of present themselves it it like these things have changed significantly over the years because you know we we've changed significantly over the years like you know it's and you get to kind of ride that journey with us if you start from the beginning and work your way up to the present day you get to hear most of the crew kind of go, you know go from single to attached to single again to you know and people get engaged people have kids and all that stuff and that that we've been the crazy train's been a, a constant kind of through piece throughout that period mm. but it's you know i'm i that kind of thing i'm really happy about that it's that it's all there but as i say sometimes you do find yourself kind of looking back and going oh man you know like I would probably that wouldn't be in the show today just mm. because mm. to be honest nobody I mean nobody thought it then but um you know jokes being what they are like sometimes you just kind of say one and you kind of find yourself almost instantly going oh fuck it's <laughs> 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 like a little bit of remorse yeah. it's like oh man yeah, that was, yeah. do you know what that was too far and mm. I've, mm. I'm very kind of open on the idea of like if people are on the show and they're desperate for something not to go public I will quite happily remove it Mm. But if it's left to my my judgment, I will generally err on the side of just put it out there and see how people take it. Because you you know whatever you do, however tidy you try and make things, you're gonna run the risk of upsetting somebody if you're if you're having enough fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and as a, a, another thing that I've always kind of stood by is that you know people change. Um, yeah. You know, over time, you might have felt one thing, you know, two, three years ago, but maybe events in your own life have, have changed or, mm -hmm. or you've experienced certain things and you thought, oh, well, actually, you know, I did feel that way originally, but now I feel this way. And yeah, so I, I don't, you know, I agree with you 100%. I mean, there's there's stuff that, that we've done over the years that um, I kind of look back on now and I'm like, oh, if you're listening yeah. to that today, oh, that might have come yeah. off a bit, oh, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and I've had to... Boat, you know? yeah and i've had to kind of any kind of discussion i've had with somebody who's not familiar with the show i do have to kind of preface it with like look you know if you go back you might hear some stuff you know you might hear some shit but <laughs> ultimately i kind of you know i stand by what i've what i've what i've published and i'm happy that it's out there and as i say people can kind of infer from that whatever they please yeah in terms of like to be honest the most vitriolic uh, reactions I've had to things have generally been uh, to social media approaches rather than, you know, rather than podcast stuff that's out in the podcast itself. Like, you know, right, I'll, I'll send right. somebody a DM on Twitter when they first follow saying like, Oh, you know, thanks for following me. Here's, here's what I do. And you can find it all here. And people will be like, Oh, fuck yourself. Like <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I keep them as screenshots. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I love this kind of how you can get so upset by the oh, idea fire. of me saying like, I do podcasts. Here are the yeah. podcasts. And they're just like, burn in hell, you son of a bitch. It's like, man. 
<laughs> it is. Right, it, well. It's strange. It's really strange at the, at the things that that will will just trigger people. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, of... it's entertaining it's as hell bizarre. for me. Yeah, personally, I find, I find that <laughs> endlessly entertaining. <laughs> you know, and you wonder sometimes if like if that's just their gimmick and they're just like a you know they're misanthropic anyway. Then mm, they'll just mm, be like. Mm. I've had, I had one before where it's exactly like that, where I sent them exactly the same message, like, you know, here's what I do and here's that stuff. And they were just like, fuck off, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I sort of looked through their profile and I was like, you know what? I get the feeling this is like a... Yeah, this, this is just they, what he does. Yeah, 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 this is just how they present. Like, they yeah. present themselves as, like, grouchy and, you know, and unkind. Yeah. And it's like, hey, you know, maybe they, maybe we can be friends regardless. Yeah. <laughs> Worst things have happened. Yeah, kill them with kindness, as they say. Exactly. I mean, I'm quite happy to discuss with everybody and i mean especially around when i you know obviously doing talk star wars as i do as well when the sort of last jedi hit and everybody was reacting to that i was i in particular received a large volume of listener emails like desperate to kind of it almost felt like they were desperate to convince me that i really enjoyed it even though i didn't mm. i liked mm. it fine but i didn't you know i didn't really love that film as much as mm. some of the others and it's mm. not sad i don't like it because with star wars you kind of have to take i like this as a given mm-hmm but uh, you know the uh, endless waves after week after week after week of like I'm really sorry that Rob didn't enjoy it. I really wish I could you know, and they'd sort of try and convince me like, oh no, but that thing was really good. I'm like, no, it's not. I don't enjoy it. I hate it. I really dislike that. That, that thing was dumb to me. Like you can, mm. uh, it's you're allowed to you know, people are allowed to like what they like and dislike what they dislike. So the yeah. stuff that re- I really enjoyed about that movie might be completely the opposite of somebody else. But what I don't do is turn around to them and say, no, you enjoyed that wrong, and here's why. <laughs> Because I'm not an mm. um, abject bellend. Mm. Mm. Well, I mean, not in that respect, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we've um, we've been not careful. I guess careful is the wrong word, I, I guess, but aware that um, you know because of some of the opinions that we've had o- over the years over some mm. of, of you know the bigger uh, types of movies and things like that that come yeah. out that, that some of them are, are slightly contradictory to what the general you know public temperature is and that's fine them. um and we you know we've always tried to be honest and to just give our own kind of honest opinions and, and approaches to these things yeah um and you know we, we we've always been kind of yeah said just just aware that because we have this opinion it can you know be presented a certain way and and, and be taken out of context and, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth absolutely but I've, I've always said to the guys you know try and and bear in mind that you are entitled to your opinion sure um you know if you if you have an a, a specific opinion on on something and this is how you feel strongly about it then mm-hmm. you can say that and you are not um you know beholden to to justify to everybody why no. you, you feel the way you feel no absolutely um, not yeah talk about it in an honest manner and people yeah. will either appreciate that and they don't have to agree with you they could still appreciate what you're saying and still say well for me you know i disagree but we agree to disagree and we leave it at that and move on exactly i mean this thing i've been thinking about this more and more the last couple of days there's one thing above all else at the moment that seems to drive me up the fucking wall and it's when people present subjective opinion as objective fact Mm. just Mm -hmm. oh i'm just so so done with that whole premise <laughs> oh i'll tell you something fun i had a, a, an interesting um on my private twitter i had an interesting back and forth with somebody who's really passionate about uh the predator okay. maybe that's just come out yeah yeah um, i went to to go and see it recently and i hated it and i mm. loved the predator i loved the predator franchise yeah. Um, you know, I, I love the, the lore and the mythology, but I thought The Predator was a poor movie, just bottom line. Yeah. Um, and this person was kind of like, oh, no, 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 but you didn't understand the movie. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> no, I understood it. I just didn't like it. You know, it yeah. wasn't. Yeah, um, I, that that whole notion of oh well, if you if you didn't enjoy the movie, it means you you misunderstood it on some fundamental level. Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah, Seriously. exactly. Like, just, I'm so I'm so <laughs> not interested. I could not be less interested in that point of view, just no. because it's so fundamentally arrogant. Yeah, it just is wrong on on so many levels, and I'm absolutely with you. I cannot stand people who who you know screenshot scores from Rotten Tomatoes or or oh. you know from Box Office Mojo showing yep. look how much 
much money it's made therefore it must really- be good yeah good. and then when solo comes out and it's really good and you know or at least i enjoyed it and mm. then it doesn't do well at the box office they're like it's a good movie and like no you yeah. you fucked yourself like you completely <laughs> you played yourself you you have no yeah. recourse for this because you've spent yeah. the last 6 months telling us that the last jedi making a billion dollars means it's a really good movie yeah. you just and and like i say that's what always makes me laugh about it is when mm. when people have done kind of gone down that route like oh yeah last jedi made a billion dollars oh yeah bad movie bad movie and then solo comes out arguably flops at the box office and then they're like, "Oh, it was a good movie, despite that." I'm like, "Nope, that's not how that works anymore." You've tried, no. you've tried to move the goalposts, and now you've you've <laughs> you've missed yeah. the goal. Yeah, you've backed yourself into a corner, and exactly. now you're trying to go. Oh no, no, I'm not staying in this corner. I'm going yeah. over there. So, yeah, no, I no, want to no, go over no. there. So, no, no, no. You've you've <laughs> told you've told us over there is fire and noise. It's yeah. no good. <laughs> it's yeah. just like no, to hell with you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, just like, it's just sad, man. It really yeah. is sad. It's just the people. Like, and the other thing as well is like you know. Don't get me wrong. I'm, you know, I love Star Wars. If I didn't love Star Wars, I wouldn't do a show which was purely about Star Wars. But like, it's it's just a set of movies I enjoy. Mm. It's not like a religious experience for me. No, you know, no, absolutely not. No, it's like controversial opinions in fandoms. Like one of mine, I saw this the other day, and somebody put like, "What's your most controversial opinion about Star Wars?" And some, and it was it was all so safe. Mm. It was all like, you know, Last Jedi was really good, and they were like, "That's not controversial." Ha 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 ha. Back pat, back pat. I wanted to write anybody who is like considers themselves a diehard Star Wars fan has no business calling themselves an atheist (laughs) (laughs) because they are worshiping idols. They have just decided that it doesn't matter as long as you know who wrote the book. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, they all worship at the the altar of um, Saint George. Yeah, exactly. Um, Who who is Saint George again now? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Oh, yeah, because they love him now. Depending on who, yeah, depending on who you ask, because apparently JJ and and his evil Jewish cohorts have destroyed Star Wars franchise. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, we we we've got to have another conversation one day about that because there's all (laughs) kinds of fun things I've discovered about. Sounds like it. You know about. my about understanding the Disney, is the evil yeah. Disney Corporation's plan to um yeah. to ruin movies for everyone going forward. And yeah, yeah my my understanding <laughs> is that Disney has always had a fantastic relationship with the Jewish community. So mm. as far as I understand it, like it's never I don't really understand <laughs> what's going on now, you know, that everything's yeah. moved around. East is down, up is white, who keeps track? Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a <laughs> wild wild west out there. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Man, that's the first, that's the second time in this weekend I've heard Wild Wild West mentioned. One of my friends last night was just started singing it, and I continued singing it, and we exchanged this kind of high five of "Yay, we're both pathetic." <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I, I keep I, I keep waiting to hear when they're going to do a remake because I've, I'm like I'm sure you know there's a Men in Black remake on the way, so surely yeah. there must be somebody at Warner Brothers Towers is going, you know. We've sat on this Wild Wild West thing for a while. Like, you know, yeah. surely we could do something with this. Maybe the so wild, maybe the giant robot spider just wasn't big enough. <laughs> I don't think it was. No, maybe not. I think it's just, you know, it was conceivable, <laughs> thus it failed. So you need something that's just so big, it's like, who could make that? <laughs> Did you ever hear the story about how that, that came about? The, yes, the, the Kevin the Smith one, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that is one of my favorite clips of Brilliant. any Love interview, it. Q&A, or anything. That mm. that one and his discussion about making a documentary for Prince. Oh, yes. Oh, my God, yes, yes. so good. Wonderful. And I love me some Prince, but I'm under no illusion that he's not. he was not a weird oh, no, old no, dude. Absolutely not, yeah. I mean, as I said, I, I love Prince dearly but yeah. you know I, I again like like you under no illusions as to who he was and no, what exactly. he was about weird like, dude none like, at all genius genius yeah, but with yeah, genius comes genius, but batshit insanity at times <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally totally but um rob where can uh, people hunt down your book man so it's at the moment it's exclusive to Amazon. Um, thankfully, I am the only. It's the only result if you search Rob Wade on uh, Amazon, um, which is quite nice actually. I was expecting to have to compete with a couple of people because usually, like Twitter, especially. Yeah, um, yeah. If you go to at, I think it's at Real Rob Wade. It's one of the producers of the American version of Dancing with the Stars. Um, oh. And so, like, I can't be the real Rob Wade, even though I am really. Yeah, even Rob though Wade. you are the real Rob <laughs> I am, Wade. You know, I really am. It is really me, but. Um, yeah, it's it's. I can't remember his exact username, but I remember that's one of the first ones I kind of I went. You know, sometimes you go looking for yourself and just see what name, what username you can get. 
And mm. um, I noticed that there was one for Rob Wade and it was an American TV producer. And I'm like, well, I'm never going to be the most famous one, am I? <laughs> oh, well. It's most liberating in a way. But mm. uh, yeah, Amazon is the only place at the moment to currently pick it up. Um, cool. But it's like the cheapest the cheapest price it can possibly be because as I say, it's, it's short and sweet. So it felt, you know, inherently wrong um, charging any more than the bare minimum for it. And also... At the same time, I want people who are just starting out before they've spent any money on kit. If they spend a pound on this and then decide, you know what, I don't need all the kit I thought I did, then I've saved the money, and yeah, that's a good thing, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, you can always uh, afford to save yourself a couple of quid. So, absolutely. Yeah, listeners, make sure you go in and check that out. As Rob said, it's available through Amazon, um, Amazon.com, and Amazon.co.uk as well. Um, so yeah, just hit him up on his page, and if you do get a copy of the book, also let us know. Um, we'll have yeah, a little trailer do. at the end uh, where you can get in touch with us. And it, so um, make sure you drop us a line and let us know uh, what you thought of the book. Um, now, Robbers, we've got you here. I mean, we may as well talk a little bit about uh, emotionally fourteen. I mean, yeah. the listeners have heard us going on and on and on about E fourteen endorsed, yeah. and quite Good. a few people are going. Uh, what does that mean? So like evangelists um, for us. I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah so i figured we may as well use the opportunity while you're here to um ex explain a little bit to the listeners about uh you know emotionally 14 endorsed and and how kind of e14 has, has sort of changed a little bit um over the past couple of months so uh yeah the floor is yours sir take it away all right well, i appreciate it man so um about five months ago so i have to give a little bit of context before before i go into this so about five months ago i became i went from being one of the uh, recurring host on Talk Star Wars to owner, operator, and executive of all the things Talk Star Wars related. I actually, you know, it, it wasn't just uh, keeping the car running. I actually bought the car. That's the way I look at it. Mm. So at the time, I thought, well, I don't want to, you know, I, I want E14 to have something significant to go along with this because I, fi I figured it was kind of the Talk Star Wars thing was a big deal to me because obviously I'd been on the show for a couple of years. Mm. It had become a very core part of my kind of uh so certainly on my social media a core part of my identity you know everybody would kind of ask you know the, the best thing i would get is a tweet that said you know i've just got out of seeing this star wars movie rogue one or whatever i loved it i can't wait to sit to hear what talk star wars and rob think and i was like oh man that's great like <laughs> people kind of desperate to know my opinion obviously they had to wait till the following monday but the the fact that they wanted to know and they were kind of poised to find out was just so satisfying so the idea of Talk Star Wars kind of not carrying on was not really an option to me. So I, I, I picked that up and I kind of acquired that. And I acquired some kit as well because I wanted to streamline some of my production. And I was sitting there thinking, what can I do that that kind of fits Emotionally 14 and is also kind of something of, 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 I would say, equal or even higher significance? And I was sitting there thinking about it. And, and what kind of uh, came to me in the end was that I knew so many really good podcasts that I thought didn't get enough love in the kind of wider social media space. Mm. And in addition, I also noticed that there were a lot of podcasts that had websites that was purely there to promote there is a new episode of the podcast. Mm. You know, and there's there's different kind of levels of this stuff. Some websites have a ton of written stuff. Some people have videos and written stuff or videos and podcasts and they're separate. But there were a couple that I noticed that just had podcasts and the, the only thing you'd ever see is once a week there'd be a new post. Mm. And I thought, if I can, the pe those people who I kind of, you know, I, I respect very deeply and I'm, you know, I consider my kind of friends, even though we might be separated by cities, countries, time zones. If I can save them some money and save them some admin, and it, it, especially if it's not a huge amount of work for me to put that in place instead, that's, that's what I should do. I should help my friends to get themselves out to a wider audience and also, if I can, kind of ease up on their admin costs and you know give them a bit more give them a bit more reach. So that's where the kind of the idea for the endorsed program came on. So I reached out to about half a dozen shows. Uh, eventually five of them came back to me and you now have the five E14 endorsed podcasts, which you guys are one of my, you know, one of my uh, recruits. Mm, proudly so. Yeah, and I'm very happy to have you. You know, I was I was under no illusion when I wrote the list of the people I was going to approach. I was sitting there like there was a few. I was like, I really hope these guys say yes. And you were on that list. I was like, if these guys say yes, then I know I'm onto a winner. Because yeah, okay. if you just turned around and said like, I don't really get it. It's not really for me. I'd be like, shit, I've made a mistake somewhere. Like, in like mm -hmm. either in the pitch or in the concept or 
you know, even the title or whatever. But the fact that you guys said yes and you're like fully on board said to me that I was on the right track. Cool, cool, awesome, awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, man. I mean, it, it it's been real. It's been real beneficial actually to to be a part of it since I'm pleased to hear that we have been because. Um, you know, one of the things that it, it does just for me on a personal level is introduces me to to other um, podcasts as well. I mean, one yeah. of the, the, my favorites at the moment is um, obviously aside from Talk Star Wars, I, I'm really enjoying uh, Tumbling Saber as well. Oh, they're great! Um, I love those guys. Yeah, and, and I mean that's a podcast that might have completely flown past me. Absolutely, and before. this is exactly the point. You know, that the, these shows that pass these shows that pass people by, and I want them to be kind of elevated and and kind of showcased mm, and that's mm. you know that's always been the kind of the uh the objective of it is to kind of give people a bit more a few more eyes on these things and if in, like i say if you find that it's been beneficial for you then that pleases me greatly mm, absolutely absolutely um so yeah i mean it, it's been really brilliant for, for us it's definitely made a difference in terms of um getting us a little bit more exposure and we've seen a little bump in terms of uh you know the number of people who are listening to the podcast uh, oh, now as well which is great um and i think you know it's it's such a, a terrific idea because it's it's a way of as you said kind of bringing you know diff different kind of voices together but things that all have the same kind of I guess vibe and the same style, even though they, they may be about different subjects, um, yeah. completely different subjects in some cases. Um, you know, it's always within that that same sort of vibe and, and that same style that I guess people will like. So it's a it's it's almost like a way of saying, you know, well, like you do to a mate, you know, I've uh, you know you like X things. Well, have you checked out Y thing? You know, yeah, because Y exactly. thing is kind of like what what you like with X. So you know, give it a go. So. So that has, has, has really been, you know, useful to us. And um, we always try to encourage people on our shows as well, pretty much on every show, to, to visit the Emotionally 14 website and, yeah. you know, to check out all the E14 um, endorsed podcasts um, and your own podcasts as well, of course. Yeah, of course, um, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, it, it's been fantastic. But, I mean, speaking of um, E14 as well, I mean, you guys have still got Crazy Train going and yep. the Gamercast as well, is that right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So the the crazy train is now to episode. Has just finished publishing episode seventy two. Uh, we're planning on recording seventy three this week. Uh, the gamecast is creeping up on fifty. Which, considering it was very much, uh, let's stop talking about games on the crazy train and just dump them here. You know, we've done pretty well to kind of keep it running. And it does. The thing about the shows is they're very much, and and this is one of the reasons why the endorsed podcasts were kind of so carefully chosen. I wanted a certain kind of conversational tone i don't like these hyper produced really kind of clean sounding middle of the road kind of twee fests i'm really interested in the sort of the slightly the slightly more real rough around little little rough around the edges although still to a higher production standard mm -hmm. and the conversation is loose and it's free and it's honest and it's fun and everybody's enjoying being on the call that stuff is the stuff that's in, that is of interest to me when I'm listening to shows and when I'm publicizing shows and when I'm recording shows myself. So the endorsed podcasts were very, you know, they weren't just people like, oh, you know, I'll just go through my Twitter and stop when I hit to, you know, I'll just rant, choose six at random. These were every single one I chose was people I wanted to spotlight because they're people I wanted to. I felt like they, no matter, I, obviously, I don't have. Uh, insights into analytics for the different shows but i know that whatever they're getting is not enough as far as mm. i'm concerned because i want these i want these shows to be as, as kind of elevated as they can possibly be so that's mm. kind of the the ethos behind the the indoors program is to is to really bring up the kind of help the cream rise to the top in, yeah. in any way i can sort of in any way i can do yeah brilliant brilliant yeah i mean that that's ex exactly kind of the experience that, that we've had really with um being a part of of e14 and um yeah long may it continue man i mean it, absolutely it's been, brilliant. It, it's been absolutely brilliant and i think um one of the things that you know people kind of forget as well with podcasting is that um it really helps and it really works when you're working together when there's a, a group of you who can kind of work to a common goal and um can kind of advise each other then you know that's when you really kind of get something out of of the podcasting experience absolutely um because we've you know we found that 
making the right connections with um, people who have similar interests with us has opened doors to, to different experiences yeah. um, and has given us the opportunity to do things that we may not necessarily have been able to do, um, you know, in, in other circumstances, had we kind of just plowed ahead and said, no, we're, we're doing this and, you know, we're, this is our thing and, um, you know, we're solely going to focus on our thing and, and nothing else. Yeah. Um, so I love the fact that, you know, uh, being a part of E14, as said, has, has given us the opportunity to collaborate and bounce off of of yourself and um you know that the the whole emotionally 14 collective and stable so yeah, yeah and we're global that's the that's the other thing as well is the endorse program is is global so it's mm, you know mm, can mm. it's mainly you can can uh canadian at the moment but it's mm. you know it's a healthy kind of mix of different nations and different kind of points of view and there's also like different age ranges of different of all the different people mm. and and I, you know, I'm really, really happy with the way it's turned out. You know, they, could I have potentially got more shows? Like, sure. But at the same time, I feel like what I've got is, you know, basically like one for every day of the week and it's shows of quality. And they're yeah. the ones that yeah. I consider to be, like, as I say, worthy of recognition. Yeah, absolutely. It isn't necessarily always about the, the quantity. It's about yeah. the, the quality of, of what you're bringing in. Exactly. You know? I want it kind of less is more. You know, I'm, mm. I firmly believe that, uh, you know, less in terms of putting stuff out there. Obviously, you can do, I mean, it, uh, certainly on E14 now, it's like, wait, you know, there's sometimes two posts a day because we might have a podcast, we might have a video, might have a blog piece. All that stuff is, all that good stuff is out there. But I really feel like, it's all about what's in the content rather than, you know, just, I don't just fixate on, Oh, I must get something out because we need to do two posts today. Mm. It's like, Oh, great. I've got two, two people have sent me stuff. Awesome. Now I have two things. And it's like, it's, it's not so much a, I, I post two because I have to, it's, I post two because I'm in a position to, which is a nice kind of, it's a subtle distinction, but I think it's a really important one. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Rob. Well, thanks a lot, man, for for stopping by. Um, My pleasure. Yeah, it's, it's, as I said, it's always a pleasure to to kind of have you on here, and um, we must, must, must get you on again. Absolutely. Anytime, uh, man. anytime we can make it work, I'm always happy to join you guys and uh, you know talk talk shop, or we can talk smack, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm easy. Absolutely. I Absolutely. just like talking. It turns out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's kind of why we do. We all do what we do, isn't it? We like absolutely. Talking about this yeah. Stuff. If we if we weren't, you know, I've I've always found it weird when people like, you know, when they're sort of talking about podcasting, they're like, yeah, I'm I'm really an introvert, and I'm like, are you? Yeah. Because you're, you're putting you're putting your your audio out there to maybe to potentially seven billion people. Now, yeah. Yeah. maybe the realization of that would kind of stop them dead in their tracks, but I really find it hard to believe. Mm, mm. no 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 absolutely not i mean maybe you you don't like talking to people in within a certain environment and a certain setting but as you yeah, said that's you, that's different yeah that, so, but that's different yeah if you yeah. if you can podcast then you're obviously capable of, of, of communicating with people quite comfortably so. yeah it's like a like a contextual extroversion you know mm. like it's you know you you may be comfortable in i know people who are kind of less comfortable in face-to-face conversation and and yet they have these really kind of well cultivated friendships with people they've never met because they're just talking on Twitter and they kind of, you know, they can be uh, honest with each other and kind of be vulnerable and there's trust there and all that sort of stuff. And that's awesome. You know, mm. whatever kind of, however people find their happiness in that regard is, you know, is wonderful. Like it's, yeah. it's really great that people can do that. Mm. Um, it's obviously, you know, something I've kind of, I've certainly got a healthy mix, I would say of kind of, people i've sort of know and spend time with face to face and people i kind of speak to over media like this and that's one of the wonderful things about the world we live in nowadays is everything everybody is connectable as long as you can make the time zones work yeah absolutely absolutely yeah, which for us is easier but you know <laughs> it's not always the case especially if you want to podcast with the west coast of canada fucking hell <laughs> yeah i can imagine that's not going to be easy at all <laughs> not in the slightest I'll, I'll happily do it if i can but it does occasionally mean a late night yeah 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 i could imagine all right man well as i said thank you very much dude for for coming along we really really appreciate it um best of luck with with the book as well i I hope it does well um listeners have said um you know rob has told you where to go grab it but in case you didn't hear that it's via amazon.co.uk and i strongly recommend that you do read it especially if you do have any kind of inkling or thoughts about getting into podcasting in some way shape or form Mm. um you know it, it absolutely is is the perfect 
perfect thing for for that kind of situation that, that you may be in. So yeah. definitely go give it a, a, a read. And it's very kind. We'll put a link up as well um, with the the podcast in the podcast notes, so you'll be able to just click on the the note uh, on the link in the notes, and then mm-hmm. go straight to the store and, and get it from there. Yeah, it's very kind of you. Um, yeah, I mean, and the, the thing as well is for you know for your listeners and for everybody out there, that's you know the the look at the book is kind of an introduction to the discussion. But if if people want to kind of have a further chat about these things, my you know my my DMs are always open. It's uh, Twitter at Rob Wade Vision. And you, you know, I'm more than happy for people to kind of message me with questions and comments about, you know, whether it's about the book or something they feel like I missed out or something they want more detail on. That's the kind of thing I will happily kind of. Obviously, I can't always get to it immediately because, you know, I've I'm a busy dude. But <laughs> uh, you know, I will always kind of make time to kind of reply back to people who just genuinely want to know how to kind of go about things or just want some kind of direction and help to kind of steer them the way they, you know, to help them kind of realize what they want to do. Mm-hmm. absolutely man absolutely um and uh could you also let people know where they can find uh emotionally 14 on socials as well yeah absolutely so the uh the full social range is as i say twitter and instagram for me at, at rob wade vision uh twitter at emotionally 14 emotionally 14.com and then obviously all the podcasts are available on itunes stitcher google play spotify there's fucking hundreds now mm. uh it really does seems like there's a new one every week uh, it does, yeah. <laughs> it really does. uh but you know let's say the main ones obviously apple podcasts google spotify uh libsyn stitcher uh, i've obviously talked star wars i referenced it earlier so that's at talk star wars talk star uk all of this good stuff um you know i make available out of love and uh, out of desire to kind of entertain the world that's uh that's what i'm trying to do and i say the book is just a one part of that to kind of share some of the stuff i've learned and some of the uh the things i wish i'd known when i started out so uh you know it's it's a wide i have a wide kind of body of various attempts to entertain and inform so they're, they're out there if you uh if you feel so inclined wicked wicked cool man well thanks a lot and listeners thanks a lot for joining us as well um we hope this episode was useful to you and as said um you know i urge you all to go out and get a copy of rob's book because it really is fantastic um we'll be back again next week with another episode of wulong talks podcast um and we also have uh, another episode of the bebop rewatch that's coming out soon which um for those of you who have been listening along, and I know there's been a few of you actually, because we've been doing quite well with that recently. So thank nice. you very much for, for those of you who've been getting involved. Um, hopefully you're all going out and getting copies of Cowboy Bebop, which is the greatest anime series ever made. Full stop. Don't at me. Don't argue. At me. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say, man? What did I say? <laughs> so thanks a lot, everybody, for your support. We'll catch you on the next episode. Until then, take care and peace. Thanks for listening to us. If you're down with Wulong Talks, show some love by following us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Wulong Talks. You can also find us online at www.wulongtalks.com or drop us an email at wulongtalkspodcast at gmail.com. We can also be found as part of the Britpod Scene Collective and we're also officially E14 endorsed. Search for those hashtags to enjoy more content from us and from other great British podcasters. 